the podcast. I hope you guys are doing so well when you're listening to this. I really do. I know I always say that, but I just always want for you guys to be having the best week ever, the best day ever, whenever you're listening. Today's episode is one that I'm so excited for. It's one that I have been thinking a lot about, and we listened to a church sermon recently that kind of talked about this, and it really inspired me to reflect on my own life and think of some ways that I can be more disciplined in my life, but essentially it's going to be all about self-discipline. I think I talk a lot on this podcast about the importance of rest and slowing down because I definitely have made a lot of changes to my life in my lifestyle over the past year in those areas. But while I do think that those things are important, I think that there are times when I personally can just use a little kick in the booty (laughs) to be a little bit more self-disciplined in a bunch of different areas of my life. And so in this episode, I want to talk about why I think self-discipline is important, why it's important to check in with yourself and to make sure that you're staying self-disciplined and make sure that you're staying disciplined in certain areas of your life, areas that I often struggle to stay disciplined in and then also I'm going to end with just different ways within different spheres of my life that I like to prioritize being disciplined in and how I do that so those areas include my faith my marriage my health my friendships and family finances and my environment I noticed that when I talk about habits and motivation and those topics those episodes tend to go over really well with people those are ones that are definitely more listened to and so I thought it would be helpful just to share areas of my life right now that I'm focused on being more disciplined and how I actually make that happen. I do want to say because I know not everyone likes to listen to episodes that are relatively more faith-based and I've been forgetting to put this disclaimer in so I'm sorry but I just think it's kind of known by now that my podcast is pretty faith-based because this is an area that I kind of like to keep talking more in depth on on my podcast just to differentiate it from my video platform on YouTube. And so I am going to be talking a lot about my faith in this episode. A lot of the context of self-discipline is because of my faith and because this was inspired by a sermon. Obviously, I think that this can be so helpful even if you're not a Christian like I am if you don't have a religious faith. But I just want to say that if you don't want to hear verses being read, more faith-based resources, books I've read, that this is probably not the podcast for you. So you can click out. It won't offend me. I just want to put that in the beginning because I don't want you to waste 35 minutes, 40 minutes of your time listening to an episode when you actually can't relate to it. So just wanted to put that in there. I really hope you guys enjoy this topic. For this week's life update, so I actually recorded this episode earlier on in the week, but I am trying to do the updates at the end of the week so I can actually summarize how the week went, how I'm feeling. Right now, I am feeling pretty good. I do think that After traveling for so long in September, it's easy for me to get kind of in a lull when I don't have a bunch of things to look forward to on the weekends. And we've just been having a chill time. It's been really great, but I definitely want to start planning more things, not necessarily trips, but just things to do, things to do with family and just make the most, especially of the fall season. I love fall. And I was looking at my calendar and it's just crazy how, okay, it's October, November, and then December comes and it's winter. And winter is definitely my least favorite month. I love Christmas, but I'm not a winter person, especially when I was in New York City. Those winters were not fun. Thankfully in Texas, I don't really get the winter weather, but I just want to make the most of the seasons when things are really pretty right now and the leaves are falling. We're planning a trip, just like a road trip with me, my mom, and my sister Jamie. We're going to go up to Oklahoma because there's this one scenic drive that's really beautiful when the leaves start turning, and we're going to stay overnight there, so we're planning that, which will be fun. 
Another thing, Aiden and I, I saw someone on TikTok do this, and I just thought it was so sweet. I think especially when you've been married for a bit of time, it's easy to kind of get stuck in the same old, same old. But I saw this girl, her boyfriend and her, they will switch off and they'll have a day where they plan just surprise dates for each other. So they'll plan the day. It doesn't have to be anything extravagant, but you just think of, okay, what's the perfect day I can have with this person? And you surprise them. And I'm excited because on Saturday, this coming Saturday, I'm going to do one for Aiden. I already have an idea of what we're going to do, but I just thought that was so cute and fun. So if you're in a relationship, I would definitely recommend doing that. I probably won't vlog because I do think that that's like a special day just to have for the two of us. I might do a TikTok about it because that's not really vlogging. We were supposed to this past weekend. There's this house that's been on the market for a really long time and we wanted to see why it's been on the market for a really long time because it's a beautiful house. It's on all this land and if you guys don't know, we're thinking of possibly buying a house when our lease is up. I am realistically, it's probably not going to happen, but I do think regardless, we will probably move out of our apartment that we're in right now because we just do want some more space, a backyard. So even if that's renting something that has that space, not necessarily buying, just because it's just crazy. I look at what you can get in our area in Dallas and kind of like the Dallas-Fort Worth area compared to other states. It's just crazy how much more you can get elsewhere. And also the style of houses. I just don't really love a lot of the brick homes around us. I really love like older homes. That's what I like. I think they look really beautiful. So we're just in this phase where we don't want to buy something if it's not really what we want, even though it would be a starter home. But all that to say, there's this house that's an hour outside of where we live. So it's pretty far out and it's on I think a few acres of land and it's so beautiful. It's such a pretty house, but it's been on the market for so long. I have a feeling it's because it's not in the best area, but it looks so beautiful on Zillow. So we were supposed to go do that over the weekend. I didn't realize it was an hour away, so it didn't happen, but I have this house in my mind that I really want to go see. So I might try to do that this week because I love looking at houses. I think it's so much fun just to go out there and see what's out there on the market. I also have been feeling just pretty content with my work stuff. I have been really trying to just do different things to make different videos. I think it's really easy when you're a content creator to get stuck doing the same thing over and over again. And I've just been feeling really inspired and excited about the stuff that I'm putting out there on the internet. And that's not always the way I feel. It's really easy to feel like I like what I'm doing, but other people don't like it or other people like what I'm doing, but I don't like it. And I think that I'm in the sweet spot where I love what I'm putting out and I think other people are appreciating it too. So I feel really fulfilled that way. And that's a big part of how I feel fulfilled as a person is through my work. So when that's at a good spot, I just do feel a lot happier. I'm also trying to be a lot more disciplined in the month of October, which is what also inspired this episode. And so I'm just having a Sunday today when I'm recording this right before it goes up tomorrow about getting everything done, getting everything organized, planning things, having things to look forward to on the weekend, just because I always talk about it, but having small things just to anticipate and long for, I really do think makes you more content as a person. So that is pretty much everything for my life update. I will say this episode will probably be a bit shorter than 
my other ones I'm anticipating because I just it's not as long it's a bit more straight to the point but I do want to say I don't know when this episode is going to go up but I'm recording an episode with my friend Melissa who's one of my freelance friends who I met in Dallas she's great and I've wanted to have a friend on the podcast when I do my monthly episode where I answer your life advice questions. I'm going to be reading those with her. Obviously, they're all anonymous. If you guys don't know, I do those once a month. I ask for submissions and I'm going to read them with her. She's never been on a podcast, so she's kind of nervous, but she agreed to do it. So I'm excited because we were chatting the other day and I was like, I just feel like she gives really good advice and she'd be really helpful to have a different perspective, but also someone who's pretty similar than I am. We're about the same age she works in a freelance role. So all that to say, if you want to be in my next one, we might record it next week. So feel free to submit your life advice questions to my email, which is just, but what's next pod, B-U-T-W-H-A-T-S-N-E-X-T-P-O-D at gmail.com. And everything's anonymous. You can ask for life advice on friendships, marriage, relationships, money, whatever it may be. And I'm going to have a friend to answer them with. So... church the other week I think this was a couple weeks ago but the sermon was focused on a passage in Mark and it really just struck me as different than I had heard this message before it's a very popular verse but the way he was talking about it the way he was framing it it really made me think about self-discipline and wanting to be wanting to be more disciplined in my life it's in Mark 12 but this is the passage it says and one of the scribes came up and heard them disputing with one another and seeing that he had answered them well asked him which commandment is the most important of all Jesus answered the most important is here O Israel the Lord our God the Lord is one And you shall love the Lord your God with all your heart and with all your soul and with all your mind and with all your strength. The second is this, you shall love your neighbor as yourself. And the context here is Jesus is talking about the religious leaders of the time and he is trying to show that they don't have all the wisdom, that they aren't as wise as they claim to be, and also show what God intends for the world in terms of the truth that these people have been hearing from the religious leaders versus God's truth, having people be obedient to God. And I always used to think of this verse that says, you know, you shall love your neighbor as yourself, focusing on the neighbor. But the thing that I find so funny, and this is why I did this podcast a while ago about you know, if, is self-care really the answer, caring about ourselves? And the sermon we were listening to, he was talking about how no one needs to teach us to focus on ourselves. You know, for the most part, we love ourselves really well. We He was talking about his morning routine, and this is why I related to it so much and how he uses a certain toothbrush because he wants his teeth to be cleaned. He has all of his ingredients for his oatmeal kind of set up, lined up because he wants it a certain way. He wants to get out and bike in the morning before everyone wakes up in the dark obviously with a bike light, but he was talking about how he does all this stuff for himself to feel fulfilled in himself and how little we do for others when, you know, that second greatest commandment is you shall love your neighbor as yourself. And when it comes to self-discipline, the way that I have tried to shift this in my mind is how can I be disciplined in my own life so I can better serve others like that second commandment says to love your neighbor as yourself. So I don't want to do this podcast episode sharing, okay, these are all these ways to be more self-disciplined so you feel more fulfilled as a person, which is obviously a good thing and that's not something that God doesn't want. But I don't think it should always be about 
the self and about wanting to live your best life and to kind of be the biggest person in your life because at the end of the day we all know that how much more fulfilled we feel when we're giving to other people and loving other people and so for me when it comes to self-discipline I'm trying to change my thought of how can I be so self-disciplined so you know for example how can I work out every single morning so I look and feel my best but instead shift it okay how can I work out so I am healthy and I'm is here as long as possible so I can care for other people you know and just kind of shifting that in my mindset and he was talking about this verse and it really just struck me because it is so true I do think that I and most people are inclined to think more about themselves and I'm not talking about rest so much in this episode because I think that I talk about rest pretty often and the importance of it and slowing down because I do think when you're busy and chaotic and everything is all over the place that you're not going to love other people well, that you're going to be too distracted. And so that's important too, but that's just not going to be the focus of today's episode. And for me, I have found over the past few weeks, I've just been not super organized with my life and not super disciplined. I'm doing all the right things, but everything is kind of bleeding into the weekends and I'm could be more efficient with my time to better serve other people and to have that margin. This is something that I love. I think it's Tori and Chad Masters always talk about having this margin of time that is important to have because you can't, you know, spontaneously help out your neighbor. You can't spontaneously have someone over. You can't spontaneously drop everything to help someone. I think that rest is super important, but that's just not going to be the focus of today's episode. And I think that self-discipline really does go back to the fruits of the spirit which is why I wanted to read a verse and then also just a short kind of blurb from got questions which I love I talk about God questions a lot because I never want this podcast, especially because it's just me to be like, oh my gosh, here's all this wisdom that I have because I don't know everything and I'm not a credible resource. And so I try to seek out, not that I'm not a credible resource, but I think that it's always important to kind of have multiple sources for the information that you're sharing. And that is why I always try to start it with the resources versus starting it with, okay, this is what I have learned in my life while also sharing stories. So I love got questions. You can ask any question on there and it'll give you kind of a faith-based response. But this is based off the verse Galatians 5, 22 through 23. It says, The fruit of the Spirit is love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, generosity, faithfulness, gentleness, and self-control. I think that that's out of order from what I memorized as a kid. Love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, and self-control. Yeah, I think it's generosity maybe I memorized that wrong. I'm going back to when I was in Sunday school learning about this, but self-control I think is essentially the same word. I was researching this before. Self-control and self-discipline were the same word in the Bible, the Greek word. I could be wrong, but I read that. That's why I'm using this first. But the blurb says, it is clear that our seemingly insatiable human appetites and needs can easily lead to sinful excesses if not controlled. Especially in affluent societies, the lack of self-discipline is rampant, leading to problems like alcoholism, drug use, and debt. The enticements of the material world cause many to yearn for and acquire material goods far beyond their needs and their ability to pay for them. Indeed, the nations of the world have fallen into the same trap, borrowing trillions of dollars to finance bloated budgets that result from the inability to exercise self-discipline. For Christians without self-discipline, our appetites for comforts and pleasures can easily become our master and lead us into sin or otherwise hinder us in our spiritual walk. If the spiritual does not govern the physical, we can become easy targets for Satan due to our lack of self-control. 
It is important to understand that self-control is a work of the Holy Spirit, not a work of the individual. After all, Galatians, the verse I just read, lists the fruit of the Spirit, not the fruit of the Christian. As we are merely the branches upon which the vine Christ hangs the fruit he produces, it is the indwelling presence of the Holy Spirit that gives Christians the power and ability to exercise self-control so that we will not be mastered by the cravings of sinful man. As Paul said, God did not give us a spirit of timidity but a spirit of power of love and self-discipline. Indeed, Christians are controlled not by the sinful nature, but by the Holy Spirit, who helps us in our weakness, which makes us able to say no to sin. And I think that the key here is just the focus on the excess. I love the part that says, if the spiritual does not govern the physical, we can become easy targets for Satan due to our lack of self-control. And I think when it went back to those examples of alcoholism to, you know, accumulating too much debt, like those things in it of themselves aren't bad having a glass of wine at night is not bad but getting to the point where you depend on that because you can't cope with anxiety without it you know that's bad where is your trust being put where are you finding your sense of worth when it comes to debt using a credit card is not a bad thing but when it gets to a point when you're constantly purchasing things that you can't actually afford you're pursuing greed above you know being a good steward of your money and so the reason why self-discipline is so important because these tiny things that do just seem like material things everyday habits they're not that big of a deal they actually do shape you as a person and they can either make you worse or better and I think it's important just to focus on what you're allowing to govern the physical is it the spiritual or is it your own desire is it your desire for wealth is it your desire for beauty vanity whatever it may be question what is leading you to become more self-disciplined as a person i also really love confessions by augustine i read this book in college and if you don't know augustine he's a saint and his confessions are all about his youth and the way that he struggled and kind of his journey to becoming a christian it was definitely one of the most influential books that i've read for my personal faith i loved it i have this quote written down in my journal because i love it It says but my sin was this that i looked for pleasure beauty and truth not in him but in myself and his and his other creatures and the search led me instead to pain confusion and error And it always just makes me focus on where I'm putting my trust, where I'm allowing myself to find my identity. Is it in God or is it in the things that God has created? And being disciplined for his sake rather than my own sake. And before I get into practical things, something that I wanted to touch on because I have been here quite often in my life and I know there are a lot of people listening who are in college maybe they're in transition phases of life maybe they really long to get married but they're single and it's easy when you're in a phase of your life that you don't feel truly content in or you feel like you're just waiting for the next thing to question why do I need to be disciplined why does this phase of my life even matter if okay I will be more disciplined when I'm married I'll be more disciplined when I get that job I will be more disciplined when I have a child you know whatever that next thing may be in the past year I've been in a phase of my life where I do think is very transitional I went from graduating college to moving to getting married to okay now there's just like no goal beyond one day wanting to have kids and that's just something that I never want to rush into just because I want to check something off a list. I obviously think that kids are great and I long to be a mother so much you have no idea but I also want to enjoy the phase of life that I'm in and to be thankful for 
the answered prayers that I'm living in right now. That was a quote that Tori had shared on her Instagram that I just love so much because I remember the day when I longed to be married, when I longed to have a home to take care of, when I longed to be doing my job as a full-time job. And so I want to be thankful and you know, appreciate those things and nurture those things, nurture my marriage, nurture our home. Those are things that are so important for me. And I actually have this quote on my laptop. I usually try to switch out my laptop screen each week to a new quote, but it's from Morgan Harper Nichols. And it says, and may you know that your faithfulness matters even in this chapter. Very simple, but it's something that my dad would always talk about, you know, just being faithful in every season of your life, even if you feel like it's not the main season, even if you feel that it's not that important, you can be faithful in small ways every single day to nurture your relationship with God, to um, be faithful in your job, to just be a good worker. Even if you feel like the work that you're doing isn't that important, it shapes your character and these moments do matter. And it's something that I have to remind myself when I just feel like things are really mundane, they're really slow, They're really simple. You know, what actually is the purpose of my life? Being faithful in every small thing and just taking pride in the work that you do, pride in the life that you're living and being disciplined for the sake of that above all else. And because I do think that this is just a very practical message to be sharing, one book that's a secular resource, it's not faith-based at all, it's by James Clear and it's Atomic Habits, an easy and proven way to build good habits and break bad ones. I'm sure you've heard of this book. It's very popular. I read it and I recently reread it because I just think it's so good if you're practically trying to be better at certain habits in your life and how to break those bad ones. Very helpful book. I'll have all these resources in the show notes as well. I wanted to read a few quotes from this before I go into, you know, disciplines in my own life, but it says this first one, All big things come from small things. The seed of every habit is a single tiny decision. But as that decision is repeated, a habit sprouts and it grows stronger. Roots entrench themselves and branches grow. The task of breaking a bad habit is like uprooting a powerful oak within us. And the task of building a good habit is like cultivating a delicate flower one day at a time. And that just goes back to the small things. I really do think there's the parable that talks about being faithful with the small things too much is given much is required I'm pretty sure too much is given much is expected if you're given a pretty large load there are large expectations from that and I think being faithful in the small moments of your life so you're ready for when those small moments are big moments and they're really important This one says, every action you take is a vote for the type of person you wish to become. No single instance will transform your beliefs, but as the votes build up, so does the evidence of your new identity. This is one reason why meaningful change does not require radical change. Small habits can make a meaningful difference by providing evidence of a new identity. And if a change is meaningful, it is actually big. That's the paradox of making small improvements. The last one is missing once is an accident. Missing twice is the start of a new habit. This is a distinguishing feature between winners and losers. And I don't really agree with labeling people as winners and losers. I just want to be clear. That's the one thing about this book that I really wasn't a fan of. I'm like, okay, people aren't necessarily winners or losers because they have bad habits or good habits but anyone can have a bad performance a bad workout or a bad day at work but when successful people fail they rebound quickly the breaking of a habit doesn't matter if the reclaiming of it is fast I think this principle is so important that I'll stick to it even if I can't do a habit as well or as completely as I would like Too often we fall into an all or nothing cycle with our habits. The problem is not slipping up. The problem is thinking that if you can't do something perfectly, then you shouldn't do it at all. 
And I love that. I think that that goes for anything in your life if you're wanting to make small changes. I think of like sustainability, for example. It's hard when you think, I'm not living this entirely sustainable life, but you can make small, but you can make small changes to your lifestyle to become more sustainable in the long run. It's not just, okay, I need to be perfect or do nothing. I think that's with working out too. I'm not going to work out for the rest of the week because I had a bad workout. That's such a bad mindset. Just let it be what it is and then you try again the next day and eventually things will get better. So I think that that book's great if you're just trying to be more practical with forming better habits in your life. So the first section is my faith and I think that there are a lot of just practical ways to be more disciplined in your faith in general. But for me, a few of the ways that I think take a lot of effort. A lot of times I just expect my relationship with God to be solid and then I actually am not putting in any effort. And spending time with God in the morning is really important. And I think that the phrase spending time with God can seem kind of intimidating, especially if you're wanting to grow in your faith. But then that just sounds like this lofty, crazy in the clouds idea. But I think it's actually really practical. I think for me, that means reading my Bible journaling and praying those are kind of the tenets to my quiet time and I kind of want to do a whole video on my quiet time routine because I do think it's a time that is really good for me that's really important especially if I'm doing it regularly but having this time each morning to set the stage for my day to actually focus on God to pray for other people pray for our marriage, pray for my family, and just the world in general. I believe the power of prayer is infinite, and I think that God has the power to change our circumstances, and so making sure that I spend that time with Him is really important. I also think that going to church every week is important. I'm not someone who believes that going to church makes you a Christian. I don't believe in legalism or anything, but I do think that the Bible's pretty clear that it's important to be with other believers in a worship service. I will say that it is hard to find a church that you really feel like you fit in, that you feel like you can really learn from, and I'm not going to say that it's easy, and I know there are people who've had just awful church experiences, so I totally understand that. I just know for me that it's easy for me to let those things be excuses for not actually finding a church. And for a while, I mean, when we moved to Dallas, we tried out so many different churches and we finally just kind of picked one that, I mean, quite honestly, wasn't perfect. It wasn't exactly what we wanted, but I think it's important to obviously make sure that the leadership is sound. I think that's the most important thing because you just hear a lot of stuff come out nowadays about a lot of churches and you want to make sure that you're learning from people who you trust and that you believe God has put there for a reason. But beyond that, if the worship's not exactly what you want, if the sermons aren't as catchy as you like, I don't think that those are reasons just to not go to church. And I'm saying that because I have thought that in the past. I think it's really important to have that time each week at church. And I mean, ideally, we're not really doing this right now. And that's a personal conviction that we need to be more disciplined in, like volunteering, being in a group at your church. I think that those are really important things that we should probably be better at. And just lastly, on the topic of faith is just allowing my faith to shape the decisions we make as opposed to the world. I think it's really easy to trust podcasts, to trust people online, to 
the things of the world dictate how you make decisions in your life. But the reason why it's important for me to be spending time with God, to be in a church, to be around other Christians is because that is going to make me make decisions based on my faith more so than the world when my focus is more on my faith than the world, if that makes sense. And so that's just something that as especially as we've been married that we've been trying to do a lot more when I have another person also on my team. It's not just me making sure that our faith is strong individually so that we we come together to make decisions that we make ones based on what he wants. And by he, I mean God, obviously. But the second thing is our marriage. So there are a lot of different disciplines and I've done already a lot of episodes on marriage. So I probably won't talk about this one too in detail. But I think the first thing that's really important is just praying for one another. I mean, honestly, I can forget to pray for other people and just think about what's going through my mind. But especially in a marriage, like I said, we are a team. And when he's down, I'm down. I can't explain, especially when you're married. And I imagine when you live with someone too, it's probably similar. But when that person is going through things and going through trials, it feels like they're your trials too, because you guys are a team. And I think it's really important just to always be checking in with your spouse, especially if you're married and make sure that they are okay and make sure that you're praying for them and wanting to be there for them. And two, just going out of your way to serve one another. I did a wife talk video recently kind of talking about marriage, but the idea of going out for the other person and serving them and doing things that are inconvenient to you to make their life easier is so nice. And I don't know why there's this idea that like a stereotype especially within Christian marriages that it's just like this wife serving her husband but oh my gosh it's a mutual thing you serve one another and Aiden just went to Whole Foods to grab stuff because he's making steaks tonight and he just came back with flowers which was so small and so not important and I don't think this means just buying each other things all the time but doing the laundry for the other person picking up a coffee for the other person just going out of your way to do things that you know they'll appreciate number three date nights, making sure that you actually are going on a date. And this doesn't have to be every single week. It doesn't have to be something really nice, but making sure that you're actually spending time with one another, doing something fun together and not losing that joy of when you first started dating, of getting to experience new things together because it is really sweet. Also just putting our marriage first. I really do believe when you get married, again, you're a team and that's the focus It's about the two of you now and you have to prioritize your marriage and that means saying no to friends sometimes, saying no to certain circumstances sometimes if that's going to be rough on your marriage. Let's say a spouse is trying to go for a job that isn't going to be healthy for the marriage. It's going to put a lot of strain because one person's going to be gone a lot. Like that can be really hard and just making sure that you're making decisions with the other person instead of just buying yourself, prioritizing intimacy. And it doesn't just mean sex, but wanting to be intimate, wanting to learn the other person's love language and be there for them. And honestly, just like flirting with one another, it really does go a long way. And I think you can forget to do that stuff when you've been married for a bit of time. I imagine, especially if you've been married for 10 years, weekend trips every now and then and try to rekindle your love because it is really important. Health is one I've been thinking about a lot in the past year and just how much I feel like my health is not something to be taken for granted and it's such a responsibility. I was listening to Julia Haven's video the other day and she was talking about how she thinks it's 
you know, just something to do if you're mature to prioritize your health in terms of staying physically fit, in terms of eating right. And I'm not perfect at this. I've actually been eating a lot of junk lately. <laughs> I feel like I just did a get healthy with me video, but this past weekend we went to a wedding and it's fun to just enjoy different foods and to indulge. But I also think that health is so important. And for me, things I try to do, especially during the week, is just one, planning out healthy meals. That's why I always try to plan out our dinners because I know if I leave things up to chance, then we're going to make not great decisions. <laughs> I also make sure that we cut up a lot of like healthy vegetables throughout the week. So we just have those in the fridge that they're easy to go to because when healthy items are accessible and easy, you're much more likely to eat them. As far as mental health goes, I think Having a social media Sabbath day has been so helpful for me. Going off my phone one day a week, not spending time on my phone is so important. And I talk about this all the time because I think it's just healthy for us to go from consuming, consuming, consuming to just not for one day is really helpful. I started doing that after reading The Ruthless Elimination of Hurry. And prioritizing watching uplifting content is something that's really important for my mental health. I always get asked people who I love to watch. So I wanted to share right now people, especially on YouTube that I've been loving, Allison Bickerstaff. I love Allison. If you just want really feel good content, I love her videos, but also she keeps it real and she shares just really uplifting messages. I love Jen I am. I love JC Marie Smith. Ashlyn Eaton does a lot of minimalism content. I really love her page and just kind of more intentional living. I also love my friends Tori and Chad Masters. I'm sure you guys know them. They also have a podcast and I used to mainly watch their videos, but I just started listening to their podcast too and it's been really good. They have a daily podcast that's great if you just want to be uplifted and, and also just planning out workouts. I have been kind of in a workout rut where I just felt bored of my workouts. I've been doing Cindy Cummings on YouTube. I do her workouts and then I also run. But I've just been doing that for over a year now and I was getting bored. So we started doing F45 classes. We get one a week pretty much. And even just having that one workout a week to switch it up has been so nice. Having a trainer there to really you know, switch out my 10 pound weights for 20 pound weights because I need that because I'm not pushing myself enough. And so sometimes to be more self-disciplined, you need someone else to discipline you. And so I've been loving those classes and it's been fun to do with Aiden. I feel like it's been a bonding thing to get to work out together. For the relationships area, I didn't realize I'm 35 minutes into this podcast, so I'm trying to go a little bit faster. But one is seeing friends and family weekly. I'm an introvert. It's very easy for me just to focus on my home life and my work life and not really my social life. And so I really do try to see a friend or even my family. I consider my family my friend. So seeing at least a friend or family member once a week is very important. It's usually more than that, but just making sure that I'm not spending my life in isolation because that's not great. Number two, just checking in with people more, simply asking how people are doing spontaneously, randomly. Really important because I know I love when people do that to me, specifically my friend Carissa, who might be listening to this. She's so sweet. She'll just randomly text me and be like, you're on my mind. You're on my heart today. I hope you're doing well. And even just a simple message like that means so much to me. So I imagine if I do that for other people, it probably feels really great too. 
And number three, I talk about this all the time, but just prioritizing the quality of friendships over the quantity. Finances are an area that I think is especially important to be self-disciplined, especially when I just talked about, you know, wanting to buy a house, wanting to be good stewards of our money. And that is why number one is tithing, giving back 10% of everything we make to the church is very important for us because it's less about, okay, we're giving this money for them to do good things, more so showing God that he is the priority and we're giving our first fruits to him above just ourselves. It makes me feel less controlled by money. It has just been so good. I've been tithing income since I was in college and I would really recommend it if you're feeling like money controls you. And I know it might seem counterintuitive to just start giving away 10% of everything you make, which is, yeah, a lot of money. It is so good because it's made me struggle less with lusting after money. And I really do think that God rewards you for being obedient to him and giving that and not holding so tightly onto your money. Number two is just thinking of long-term goals and investing money. You know, sacrificing in the short term for long-term benefits is just a good thing to do in general, I think, for your character and delaying gratification. Number three is just prioritizing areas of spending rather than indulging in all areas. I mean, right now we've been really into traveling and so that's been a focus as opposed to buying clothes or things. And the last section is just environment. And I wanted to put this in here because I find it so much easier to be disciplined in other areas of my life when my home is just a peaceful place to be when I appreciate it. I might actually do a cleaning video, which sounds kind of stupid. And I don't know if anyone would actually want to watch that, but I love my cleaning routine and it makes me feel so much more fulfilled in my life when I have a home that I just love being in that's cozy, that is clean. And so number one is just making sure to keep the space tidy, making sure that it's vacuum, making sure that it just doesn't have like a scent to it, which sounds so dumb, but I really do think that God gives us things for a reason and we have to be good stewards of them. And I think that means your home too, taking pride where you live. I mean, when I was in college and I didn't physically, I wasn't the one who was the only one who owned my apartment. I don't think I took pride in them as much versus now this apartment that we've had as our first apartment together is so special to me and I really do want to take care of it. It doesn't mean you have to spend all this time and all this money on it, but just, you know, keeping the kitchen clean, keeping the living room clean. If someone wants to spontaneously coming over, if someone wants to spontaneously come over, that there's a clean space. And obviously our place is not clean all the time. It was a disaster a lot of this weekend because we were so busy, but taking that hour of time, maybe on a Sunday, just to tidy things up. And number two, just keeping things more minimal rather than cluttered. I've talked about this a lot on my YouTube channel recently, but not wanting to accumulate things and having a space that is just comfortable and I don't need to have a bunch of things to feel fulfilled is really important to me now. I wanted to end with this John Piper quote that I really love. It says, love is the overflow of joy in God. It is not duty for duty's sake or right for right's sake. It is not a resolute abandoning of one's own good with a view solely to the good of the other person. It is first a deeply satisfying experience of the fullness of God's grace and then a doubly satisfying experience of sharing that grace with another person. I like what it says about duty for duty's sake or right for right's sake. Just you know, questioning why am I working so hard? Why am I trying to be more self-disciplined? Because for me, that's because of God's grace and living for him and, you know, going back to that verse in Mark, loving him ultimately more than any other thing in my life. And I think that that changes the way that you view discipline in your life. So 
I hope you guys enjoyed this episode. I know it was a bit more rigid and I think it ended up being about as long as my normal one. So I hope you guys enjoyed. Feel free to submit those life advice questions if you want to submit them. I'll have that email in the show notes as well. And also, if you enjoyed, feel free to write a review and subscribe to the podcast. Those reviews really do help if you enjoy, if you listen regularly. I'd really appreciate it if you'd leave something there and it means a lot. If you're listening, also just tag me in a story on Instagram. I love seeing those, especially on Mondays when people listen to them right when they come up. It just means so much to me. So share how you're listening if you're on the way to work. I mean, don't text while you're driving or don't post while you're driving, but if you're cleaning, if you're doing homework, whatever it may be, I love seeing those. So thank you guys so much. I appreciate you all so much. Always feel free to DM me with any other things you want to hear on the podcast, people you'd like to hear from. Let me know and I will check in with you guys in my next episode. Bye, friends. Thank you.